Welcome to Echo Online Service. We have a super special Sunday to share with you today with some of our favorite people. They even invited little old me, intro girl, to the party. <laughs> we reflect on this past year and hopefully provide you with some tools to move forward in all that God has in store for you. So what to expect today? We start with our Echo Band. You'll hear from a panel of experts and we'll have a time of response. As Echo prays and seeks a permanent location, we would love for you to consider stepping out in your generosity. Proverbs 18.16 is a short, simple verse, but it speaks about the power of living generously. It says, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. So join me today in the presence of our great God and let's be a church that lives generously. If you're looking to give, you can do so three different ways. You can head to our website, you can use the Church Center app, or you can text any amount to 84321. Thanks again for being a part of our Echo fam and enjoy Echo online service. Jesus, we come to you right now and we just wanna say thank you for allowing us to come together, God. Thank you for the gift of even being able to meet in person. Thank you for the gift of having this faith community to gather together week after week. And I just pray right now for every single person who stepped into this room that we can take the next hour and just give you space, give you our heart, give you our worries, our concerns, our anxieties, Jesus. And I just pray that we can seek you and seek your truth and seek you through obedience and gratitude, Jesus. In your holy name, amen.
you so much that you are doing great things right now, that you are moving mightily in this season. In the midst of COVID and all the fear, Father, you are there and you are moving and we love you, Jesus. This morning, we just stand in your promise. We just stand in your promises and in your presence. Lord, that if you say it, we believe it.
Jesus in this moment. God, we just are so thankful, God, that we can just stand on the promises of who you are and what you meant for, God. God, we thank you for your steadfast love and your, your patience with us, God, your grace over us, Jesus. God, I just pray over these next few moments, God, as we receive from, from those that have prepared this message, God, I pray that our hearts would be receptive, God, that we would be humble to your word and what you have in store for us, God, and you would speak above our own earthly words, but God, you just speak to every heart in a particular way in this moment. God, we draw near to you. We open our hearts to you in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast. We are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Gosh, it's great to be live on the podcast. Um, if you remember so last year... Um, it was just myself hosting. Now we have uh, my beautiful wife up here. Thank you. Thank you for letting me join you today. Well, shortly after that live podcast, I said my farewells to the Echo podcast, and now you host it I know. by yourself. So. It's surprising you passed off the baton, yes. but I was happy to you're, take it for you're you. You're doing a great job. Thank you, thank you. Right, I know. It's good. We're trying. Keep we're it, trying. Keep it moving. Um, as we'll find here shortly. So today we're talking <laughs> word of the year. Um, we have some some folks here who have reflected on this year and have some amazing messages for us. Um, and you know, I was doing some reflecting as well. Um, and Catherine and I were sitting around last night, and I found a note that I made on January first of last year. Um, Same year, but what's that? Keep going. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, of some personal goals that I had for myself. And we kind of made these together because we were like, oh, what, you know, what's a personal goal that we can, that I can do? Um, and I made three and I thought we'd just check out and see how I did um, on them this year uh, in front of you all. So the first one was um, I had a goal to work out 75 times this year. It was 50, but I remember as Catherine and I were hanging out, she said, why don't you make a 75? Because yeah, 50 is to be not good enough. Um, so 75 was the goal. Uh, any over under on 10? Anyone think I got over 10 this year? Over oh, 10. There you oh, go. you guys That's are so encouraging. kind. Encouraging. Uh, it was two. I made it to the gym two twice times. this year. Two. Two of 75. Isaac, how many times did you did you work out? Uh oh. Oh no. 340. Okay, he worked out every day. 340. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Almost every day. That's, that's more than me. Okay, next. Um, so fitness, not my word of the year. Um, next, I wanted to go on 24 dates with my wife. Yeah, we thought twice a month is doable. That'd be good. You hear that's healthy, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we we're going to try to do that. Um, 10, 10 again, over, under, on 10. Anyone think we got over 10 dates this year? Oh, oh, oh a few more oh. hands, a few more hands. Well, I've got bad news. We didn't. We had six. Six. Okay, six. So romance, we, not the word of the year, as our, as our Sam pointed out earlier. Yes. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate that. Um, and the last one, this one, this one was pretty important to me. Um, I was, was supportive of it. You're supportive of it. Thank mm -hmm. you. I appreciate that. Um, it was to play golf 40 times this year. I'm an avid golfer, you could say. Um, and that one, over under 10. The good news is I got over 10. I got to 26 times golfing this year. Pretty proud of that. Obviously, my word of the year is golf, personally. Yes. So of Did all the things I've been working on. World? Anyways, Catherine, word of the year. Enough, yes. with, enough of me. Yes, Cordy, thank you for sharing your heart yeah, and what anytime. matters most to you, Thanks. being vulnerable yep. and open. And as I'm sure many of you started out this year with some themes or ideas of what the year might look like, I am excited to hear what our guests have today, as I know God has in this last half of the year been talking to me a lot about seeing our hearts and seeing others' hearts as well, and he knows our thoughts and he hears our thoughts and knows our minds, and so we're going to start with Sir Isaac. Mr. Mullen. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Zeke, what do you got? I'm here. Uh, well, the, the word that I want to share with everyone today is peace, and, and I want to dive into a concept about external chaos, but internal peace. And 
Clearly, everyone in the room in our world is familiar with chaos this year. I'm sure we're tired of hearing about it. We're tired of talking about it. We want to move on. We're, we're beating a dead horse when we, you know, talk about racial tensions and riots and worldwide pandemics and American presidential election. Like, it's so easy to come up with that list, right? But it, it, it happens, right? We live in a fallen and a broken world that... that that is filled with chaos, has been filled with chaos since the fall of man, since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, our, our world has fallen and it's broken. And having that as an understanding, as a bedrock to, to Christianity, to our theology, to how we need to function in life and what we can expect out of life, because it also helps us to identify what God has promised us, what Jesus has promised us, promised us, but also to identify what he has not promised us, right? So knowing the difference between what God has promised and what he has not is crucial because then it sets us up for failure and frustration when we're expecting something that we were never promised or offered, right? And, and here's a little history lesson for you. 70 years after Jesus died, Jerusalem uh, Israel as a nation, as a city, the, the center of their, their, their people group, Jerusalem, was controlled by the Romans. It still was. It was part of their empire. And the army um, surrounded the city. They were tired of Jewish rebellions, and they, they came to flatten them, right? So, so they surrounded the walled city. They were going to starve out the Jews in Jerusalem. They, the, no man came in. Nobody came out. They, they were going to wait them out. They, they had daily attacks. They were building ramps to take down their walls. It was a siege, right? It, it, insane military campaign. People were going to die, and they were. It, so three months into this thing, the walls break down. People have been starving to death, disease, horrible conditions. People were dying gruesome deaths in battle. I mean, it wasn't getting shot from a 1,000 yards away. It was like, oh, up close and personal. Somebody got stabbed by a Roman sword. I mean, it was, a whole, it was awful. It was awful. So it was like painting the picture for you, right? The scene. And then, so the Romans come through and they trample people and, and they get to the temple and they burn down the temple. It's the, the destruction of the second temple, right? Well-documented historical fact, right? Horrible thing. They go on and can just laid waste to the whole city. I mean, it's like Rochester got flattened by a nuclear bomb and somehow you didn't get evaporated in the first wave. And if, if you survived the first wave and you're a Jew in Jerusalem, you got shipped back to Rome to be targets for the gladiators or you got shipped as a, a slave to gold mines in Egypt where you were worked to death. It was a labor camp. I mean, horrific things happen. And this is just 70 years after Jesus. The next 300 years, if you were a Christian, were a, a martyr's bloodbath. I mean, historically, it was horrific. 300 years, people, of this happening. So, like, when we were like, oh, you know, 2020, uh, you know, like, if you were a Jew in, like, 70 AD in Jerusalem, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll one-up you. And they, you know, go on to, like, tell you their reality. Horrible things happen. So it sets the stage for this. Jesus, his words, he predicted that to happen, the destruction of the second temple, right? He predicted it, Matthew 24. But... Uh, Peter, Paul, they write to those Jews. They write to these Christians, these people who were followers of Christ who have experienced unimaginable, horrific things. They say this to them. 2 Peter 3, 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. The earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. External chaos, right? Exclamation point could be entered there. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? It poses this question. What, what is the promise you're to cling to? Who are you supposed to be? How are you to function amidst external chaos? So it begs this question. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Heaven comes to earth. It's now. Heaven now, right? That day will bring about the destructions of the heavens by fire. The elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, ha, we have a promise, right? Here's a promise. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. 
That is what God promises us, is that this life is temporal. It is not forever. We look forward to when Jesus reigns as king, every knee shall bow, every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord, right? We look forward. We have this blessed hope. That's a Christian term, but it's theologically correct. It's sound. It's in the the Bible. It's in the gospel. That is the heart of the gospel, is that we look forward to that. It's not to man. It's not to earth. It's not this world. It's past that. It's beyond that. So we want... So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found blameless, spotless, and at peace with him. So what is it to have internal peace amidst external chaos? A lot of bad things happened this year. One of them was my grandmother was diagnosed with liver cancer and she died. And I had the opportunity to go to her two days before her death. And I went into her bedroom and she was lying there on her deathbed. Her body was failing her and she knew it. She'd been in tremendous pain This woman who'd lived a godly life, who had been at peace with God, would come in and out of consciousness, in and out of the pain, and she would look at me and she'd smile. And she would just say, count the blessings of the Lord. I I sat on the bed and I just talked about memories with her. I thanked her for how she'd cared for me as a child, as a grown man. I thanked her for her godly example, how she was so faithful even in the midst of horrible pain and illness and her, her like very soon death was coming, right? She knew it. She's very aware. I told her, I think you're going to see grandpa soon. She had internal peace. That's what it was. It wasn't in this life. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't voided out by cancer. It wasn't voided out by sickness. It wasn't voided out by a pandemic. It wasn't voided out by a riot. It was eternal Something was happening in that woman on this earth that would carry on far beyond into this next life, our blessed hope. She experienced external chaos, but she had internal peace. In Ephesians 6, Paul tells us, he talks about the armor of God. He says, put on the helmet of salvation, the the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace. You take up the, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Like he's describing a Roman soldier and how he dresses for battle, but he's also telling us Christians, this is what you're to put on to do battle when you experience external chaos. You put on the shoes of peace. You will stand your ground because you have an eternal peace inside of you that only God can give you when you seek him. God offers it to us, it's our promise, and it will last, it will, it's bulletproof. It's a promise we cling to, external chaos, but internal peace. Thank you, Isaac. Wow. Thank you, thank you. That image of being in war or in a battle, we may not relate to being the Israelites or the um, Romans attacking them, but most of us might have felt like we've been in a battle this last year. And what a picture to put on those things out of Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. I urge you to write it down, take note, and apply it to your life. Echo Church and our live podcast listeners, we'd like to introduce you to Jamie. Jamie, we love your boldness, your confidence, your intentionality with words. We love more than anything, I said at first service, but I want those sitting in this room to know that you live a life after God's own heart. And you urge myself and those of us around you to do the same. So thank you and please encourage us with what he's teaching you. Well, I, I said this first service too. Isaac got me crying, so I'll be crying through the rest of my, my little talk here. Um, and I also don't think it's fair that I had to go after preacher man Isaac, because, wow, okay. <laughs> but in an awkward Pastor Andy moment, I don't see you out there, you're somewhere, but um, the whole time all I was watching was Isaac's lips on the mic, so I was thankful that he sanitized for me. Thank you. He didn't do that in first service, so... <laughs> I wasn't being very spiritual, but I was like, ooh, I gotta use that next. Okay, anyway. So my word for 2020 was, a, was abundance. It didn't look anything like I imagined. Um, I, I imagined an easy year, to be quite honest with you. It's been a couple of hard years. Sickness, we moved across the country. There's a lot of grief in those things. And I was just ready for a year of abundance. I just wanted all good things. So um, sometimes God has more in store for us than what we imagined. We see what's in front of us superficially. We see this world. 
he sees eternally. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. So I said, I, we walked through a couple of hard grief-filled years, and I, I just assumed this year would be easy. When he gave me the word abundance, I thought that meant that um, everything would be good, that I'd, it'd just be normal. And I think every person in this room can attest that this year was anything but normal. <laughs> or easy. To, we all, our faith was tested this year, every single one of us. Um, we, we had to fight battles that... We had to fight, frankly, alone in a lot of situations. It taught, this year, though, taught me that the abundant life is a life of faith. And it doesn't look like, like we think it looks. It's not always uh, what we see. It's keeping him at the center of everything we say and everything we do. It's a spiritual abundance. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 10.10 10 promises us a spiritual dimension to our life, life with Jesus, not just physical abundance. It promises his abundance, a far greater thing than anything we could imagine. So how do we practically walk out this abundance? I believe it's in our being faithful, loyal and steadfast to the things of God. We learn to live in his abundance. We have to be brave. This year I think it took a lot of bravery to do a lot of things. We had to stand for truth and sometimes that means we had to go against the culture. One of the things that stands out to me is how essential the church became. When we when we came back, and even to this day, when we walk through those doors and we get to worship together, there's a mental and spiritual shift that takes place that we need, we all need. We need to be obedient. We need to say no to the things that seem like a good idea, but maybe aren't God's best for us. And we need to have great character. We need to live our lives with the character of God, continually asking God, What's the right and best thing to do? I'm honestly going into this next year with no preconceived ideas. <laughs> Knowing now that he will remain faithful no matter what. Let's determine to see the good things and choose to find joy that a life of faith promises. And I'll leave you with this word. Hebrews 13, 14 through 16, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Amen, that's great. That lasting word of not forgetting to share his goodness. And so may we do that. May we continue to share God's goodness and think about all the good that he has and ha he is going to do for us. Cordy, would you like to introduce our next speaker? I would, Mr. I would love to introduce Isaiah. Um, I've known Isaiah for quite a long time and there's something that, that stands out as he is, he's always been a man of prayer. And um, you know what? We actually have some documentation of that that I think we should share. Andy, can we can we share Isaiah just praying as a young man? See you at the polls in the matter of hours. So much to do and little time to do it. Dear God, I pray that you may help the traffic to just yield. Because the cross traffic does not stop. Dear God, I pray for healing over this old, rugged pole, Lord. Hi there, little pole. You sure are small, but you do have a big purpose. Lord, he doesn't know whether to go to the left or to the right, Lord. I pray you give him direction. I pray you give him direction, Lord. Just yield. Okay, okay. okay. This is... 
This is great. Isaiah, we love this you. This is uh, a see you at the pole promo. Let him not be crooked in the devil spirit that's in him, Lord. I pray that you may People take it People want more. Out, I guess we're not stopping. Right now, there okay, we go. There, there we go. go. There we go. Isaiah. Oh, that's we fantastic. So that was See You at the Pole. That was, a, a, you know, just a little promo video to help people understand what See You at the Pole was all about. Yeah. So, yeah. Four months that, ago. That was recently, right? Was that? Transformation. No transitional lenses, as Christy would say. Oh. Oh. Did anyone enjoy that? Now you know a little bit more about Isaiah. <laughs> Feels good, thank you, doesn't thank it? Thank you, thank you. Yeah. No, uh, only good things to say about Isaiah. Sorry. Thank you. Yep. I apologize. We're here, folks. We, we did. I'm going to just pre... Endurance is his word, but Lizzie, do you think he's endured enough to be eligible to still be your husband after that? <laughs> choo, choo, choo. Yes, I think she oh, said yes. Good. Okay, good. You've endured oh. enough. Okay, we're okay, still, okay, okay. This okay. is good. I'm enjoying yeah. this. This is the best intro. Okay. Oh my Sorry. gosh. We love you. Thank you. We love you. I love you. Oh man. Since we're cheap, June 4th my wedding day. Thank you. <laughs> All right, just save it. So my word is endurance. Um, wow, it's really hard to come back from things like this. Endure. I'm going to just speak that word over this moment. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, well, I just think, you know, over the past few weeks, I'd say, or months, I should say, actually, we'll do months, um, I've had to endure some things in my life. Um, if you don't know my mom, she's had 12 or 13 full spine surgeries due to health issues and crazy things, and she's one of the strongest people I know, um, honestly, if you don't know her, you should listen to her stories of faith and she's a um, definition of a, a endearment. She really is. Yeah. Um, but she was diagnosed with cancer about two months ago or a month and a half ago and God's just really been speaking to me about that word. Um, and I just want you to know this morning and in this moment, no matter what you're going through, God is still God and he is good. It doesn't matter if you're without a job right now. It doesn't matter if you are going through a middle of a divorce. God is still God, and he is good. And he's calling us to step forward into that and to endure. Um, and the endurance, the word itself is the ability to persevere in a difficult or unpleasant task or process, which honestly we're all going through right now, right? And in Romans 5, uh, chapters 1, or verses 1 through 5, excuse me, geez. Um, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I love this scripture because it points out that we are meant to rejoice in the midst of our uncertainty. We are meant to look forward in faith and hope and not look back down in whatever we're walking through, whatever valley we're going through currently, but to keep enduring and to keep pushing forward. And... I shared this with the staff, I think, at our last staff meeting or something of that sort, but the Lord had really, um, you know, through some prayer worship, which I really encourage you guys to do that in the midst of all that's going on around you, the only thing that you're going to find this piece that Isaac's talking about is spending time with Jesus. Amen. You are not going to find it living through someone else's faith. You're not going to find it listening to Andy or us up here every week. You have to seek him out for yourself. But in the midst of spending time with the Lord, he showed me this word and this vision. And really, as I was, you know, sitting there with my eyes closed, God just really gave me this, this vision of, you know, I'm standing here in the sand and below is waves crashing over to the left and to the right. And God's really, you know, showing me that this is uneasy. It's uneasy. There's chaos around. There's wind blowing. And in the midst of all that's going on beneath my feet, around me, 
God said, he said, look to the horizon. Find your hope in me. So no matter what you walk through in this place this morning, God's already won. He's calling us as a church, you as the church body, to stand firm where we are, to walk forward to the front of the line and say, I am here, God, in prayer. I'm a warrior for those around me, for the uncertainty of my world, because I know that you are God and you are good. And so as a church body, I just want us to realize like that's the power we have. He's given us this responsibility for this exact moment in history to stand firm and say, God, we look to you. God, we look to the horizon no matter what we are walking through. In this time, in this moment, I hold steadfast and endure in Jesus' name. Thank you, Isaiah. Amen. That couldn't be more true. I, I remember when he, when he shared that with us of um, you know, looking to the horizon. I've been feeling God is always calling us forward. He's calling us onward and, and looking to the horizon um, has just been so important this year um, more, than, more than anything else because there's so many distractions. For those of you that only know her as Pastor Sam for the kids, for your, your loved ones, your littles, um, she also loves the rest of us. I didn't do this first service, I was waiting. We had some things up our sleeves to okay. surprise you guys. But I just wanted to thank you for your heart, your discipline. Um, you're gonna hear what she's about to talk about, but you um, are what your word is and your theme. For not just yourself, your family, you've brought them all with you into Echo, into all of our lives. And um, you do that because you know God and he knows you. So thank you for that and thank you for your obedience and sharing today. Love thank you, Sam. Kath. Wow, thanks. Thanks, boss. <laughs> All right, so words, 2020. I did not pick a word at the beginning of the year. Thought about it, prayed about it. Nothing came to me. I moved on. I don't like to dwell on things, guys. <laughs> and, um, so as I reflected on this year, the word that continually kept coming back um, was content. And the definition of contend is to strive or vie in contest or rivalry or against difficulties. Woof, woof, right? Um, we have all had to contend in 2020. Uh, we have all had to strive against difficulties. Almost every aspect of our lives has been questioned, has been attacked, has been simply taken away, and is, is not an option anymore. Each of us have been put in this very unique situation to look inward at who we are, how we live, how we act, how we think, how we give, how we love, how we learn, how we go to church, how we worship, what our relationship with Jesus lo actually looks like. The list goes on and on, and everything has really been challenged. And when you're challenged on something, you really learn where you stand. The unexpected, the trials, the difficulty, the loss, those are the moments when you realize the who or the what that you're really relying on. And the intensity of this year, it can really push things to the surface that maybe for some of us we thought we had buried or thought that we had forgotten or thought we had just, you know, done away with. This year, I know for me included, has brought us to our knees, just crying out, God, why? Why am I struggling with this again? I thought I was past it. You know, why, why am I struggling with depression again? Why is my anxiety so high again? Why, why is my anger not under control? Why that relationship? I thought I mended that relationship. Why are we constantly at each other's throats? <laughs> I thought I was a new creation. And it's right there, right when we get in our head and we doubt who we are, when we doubt our identity, when we doubt our salvation, that is when we must contend. We must strive against that difficulty. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, 
It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the horizon right? The champion who initiates and protects our faith. He may not promise safety, but he does protect our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. We must contend for who we were made to be. And you know, I'm not saying that if you focus on Jesus, you can just slap a joy band-aid on your loss and you're good. Like that's, that's not what I'm saying. Um, people and this world are gonna constantly disappoint you. And that's when you remember you do not serve man, you serve God. You serve the alpha and the omega. You serve the creator of the heavens and the earth. You look inward at who God created you to be and you say, no, 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 I am a child of God. It always comes back to the heart. It's always a matter of the heart. My next verse is Psalm 5110. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. We must contend for a clean heart. And it is not easy to contend for a clean heart in this world. We are bombarded with junk constantly, all day. And you really have to step back and say, okay, what, what am I ingesting daily? Maybe that is why I'm, I'm feeling this way. And I'm not saying cut out all TV or news or social media, though you'd probably be better off, but I'm not saying you have to do that, <laughs> okay? But do sit back and look at what you're ingesting and then look at the time that you've spent with Jesus, that you've spent reading his word, his truth. Because only when you know what God says about you are you going to be able to differentiate between the noise and the junk that is bombarding you and who actually you are in Christ? We have to open ourselves up to his worship daily, to his goodness daily. What does God say about me? What does God think about me? You have to contend for a clean heart. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. We must contend for joy. <laughs> it's okay to grieve, it's healthy to grieve, it's okay to weep, it's okay to be angry. But we have to contend for joy by allowing God to sit with us in that. Um, a friend, Carrie Garcia, she says that we have to be able to hold hope and hurt. And you were created to do that. You have to be able to say that right now in my pain, I am choosing your freedom. I'm choosing your goodness, God. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Cleanse my heart, make it clean again. Right now, in the heaviness of my mess, I choose you. I choose to contend for who I was made to be. I choose to contend for a clean heart. And I choose to contend for joy. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you for listening and attending our second live Echo Church podcast. And from these themes and these words, I hope you're all encouraged and can take some time, whether it's today and during worship and then the next three to four days before the year ends, to reflect on the good things God has done. He is not 2020. God is greater. He is powerful. He gives us life. He breaks through our negative thoughts or depression or anxiety because we have each other. Maybe you're online or you're here, but we are here, we are available for prayer, to recommend scriptures. Isaac spoke about his grandmother and she had eternal peace because she was speaking out scriptures, not only over her own life in that moment, but I also believe yours. 
And I think that's so powerful. So when you're confused or lost, open up God's word, like Sam said. Read scripture, play a song. Remember his faithfulness as Jamie has. And let's let go of everything else from the past. Maybe there's excess, toxic relationship, toxic things. Let's lay it aside and give it to God. Um, Would you stand with me as the band joins us as I pray? Lord, I wanna thank you for today. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that we are standing here, Lord, that you have not forgotten about us, that you know each and every one of us by specific name. Lord, I thank you that you are giving us specific tools and ways to endure, that we, there are some of us in this room, we might be in the midst of a battle. Lord, I pray that you will speak life. I pray that you will give tools that will hold out the sword of truth that will put on the feet of peace, God. And I pray that you would just give us a voice and the ability to just move forward out of the hurting, hold on to it, grab onto hope and just run towards that horizon, Lord. I pray for your presence. I pray for sincerely each and every person in this room that they would feel your holy presence, that they would feel you within their hearts like they've never felt you before because God, you are so good. You're so, so good. And I'm so thankful for this year because I have found you in ways I've never found you before, God. And I thank you for who you are. Amen. I just sense in my spirit this morning that you come in here with a burdened heart. That you come in here with maybe that depression or anxiety that Sam talked about. That you come in with worry of tomorrow. And like I mentioned earlier, God is still God and he is good. So in this moment, why don't we just all surrender our hands towards heaven? If you're uncomfortable, that's okay. It's okay. God's calling us to step forward and out in obedience today in this place. God, I just pray in this place, God, for the the person that maybe hasn't been in church for a while, God, I pray that you would mend their spirit. God, that they would re-encounter your presence in this moment. Jesus, I just sense you are near and here. God, we just give you this worship.
today you guys are encouraged by the things we heard from our friends and I've been thinking about the idea of of Isaac mentioning peace and how for me personally I'd like to have more peace in my life I'd like more of God's peace and Jamie talking about abundance and there's a bunch of different translations but one of the verses I like that Jamie used a different translation says life to the full abundantly or life to the full I want God's life to the full And when I think about Isaiah talking about endurance and pressing on, I want to be somebody who endures, who presses through and on the other side is better because of it. And man, when I think of the idea of not only contending for my own faith, but knowing that God is contending for me as well, that he is walking with me on that. And so I just want to, I've been thinking about this all morning. I'm fortunate. I got to listen to this twice. uh, And I just, I've just been thinking about this all morning. Don't you guys want more of those things? Like, isn't that what you want your life to look like? Now, I want to speak to a group of people that are in this room that maybe have never experienced God's peace. Maybe you've never taken that step of faith. You've never stepped out. And so what we do at Echo pretty much every week is we say a prayer. And we say this prayer together. So you're not on an island. You don't have to say it by yourself. But we all say this prayer. And I was talking uh, to a friend who was here last service. uh, And we've been talking about this. Like, you say this prayer on Sunday. And by, like, Wednesday, you're like, man, I need a new prayer. I need to be refreshed. I need So just know that you are not alone if you're saying this prayer right now. We are all going to say it 
we are all gonna mean it and we're all gonna pursue those things of God. Does that sound cool? So what's gonna happen is the prayer's gonna be up here. Oh, there it is. I'm gonna duck down so you can see it and let's say this prayer together and see God move. So Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Amen. So good. So good. We always clap for people because we want you to know. Listen, I think this, Jamie, I, you, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, but you hit it on the head. There's something about walking into this place and getting to do life together. And so if you walked in here and you're like, man, I don't know anybody, let's make sure that changes today. You know what? We, let's be friends. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Um, that's the community of God is at its best when we are in community with each other, okay? So don't do life on your own. Don't try to, to force your way through this tough life. I loved how Isaac said it. Man, he, God doesn't promise us easy at any point. And actually, if you read scripture, God promises the opposite of easy. But he says with him and with his people, we can persevere, we can push through. You guys have an amazing rest of your day. We love you and we're so glad you're a part of Echo's family.